Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today, the second podcast dropping today on uh, on January 9th, one of the, the greats, someone who had a storied career as a player and, and has as a coach as well, and has taken over a storied program and trying to get them back to excellence. It's Old Dominion head coach Nikki McCray Penson. Uh, Nikki had a stellar career at Tennessee, played in the WNBA for ten years, two-time gold medalist. I mean, her her resume is uh, is, is as impressive as it gets. I want to talk to her though, uh, as uh, as a coach, spent time at South Carolina again, took over Old Dominion, a team who who has multiple national championships to their names, but it's been a long time since they've been. Uh, really relevant on, on a national level, and I know she's trying to get them back there. They took a huge step forward already in year two. They won eight games last year in her first year. They're already at nine wins this year. They sit at nine and five uh, as this podcast is being put out. So I want to talk to her about her whole journey. Uh, it's a long one. We can go a lot of different ways, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing how this goes. We'll get her on the phone right now. We'll be right back. This is The Jump Around. And welcome back to the jump around. And joining me, it is Old Dominion head coach Nikki McCray. Coach, I, I really appreciate you taking time, especially the day before a conference game, to join me. Um, and I, I'm I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about you and your Old Dominion program. Um, much success uh, to you so far in, in this season. And uh, I know I know you guys are, are trying to get it more, but uh, really appreciate you and your time. Well, thank you so much, and I um, hope the new year is going well for you and, and to all of your listeners. Um, just, you know, really excited to, you know, be here at Old Dominion, a program that is so well rich in tradition, first-class program and that is um, that do things the right way, but the biggest thing is it's full of great people yep. across the board. Well, you uh, just looking back through your your personal career, you know all about storied programs. Uh, you know, played at one at Tennessee and and, and had a fantastic career there, a, a long time in the WNBA and professional ranks as well. Um, I, I want to dive back a little bit into the into your playing career, if you if you wouldn't mind. Um, you you played in the ABL and you played in the WNBA, and my first thought was. Uh, what what differences were there back in that day, especially when you were in the you know you played in the kind of the infant stages of the WNBA? Uh, what, yeah. were the, what were the differences between the leagues, and and how did you see it grow over your your ten year career? Well, first I credit our nineteen ninety six Olympic team um, for the emergence of the ABL and the WNBA. Um, you know that team was formed um, a year and a half prior to both the professional leagues being you know, formed, and, um, you know, America really got a taste of, you know, those 12 young women um, for about a year and a half and really embraced us, and, I, and I'm really thankful that, you know, we were able to perform two professional leagues. For me um, and, and the rest of my counterparts, we started in the W, I mean, we started in the ABL, with the exception of Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Suits, and Rebecca Lobo. Everybody else that was on the 96 Olympic team, we, we, we started in the ABL, and all of us were franchise players 
in our own right. I was fortunate enough to, to start with the Columbus Quest. And, um, you know, that's where we won our, our first ABL championship. Now, the Columbus, you know, in the ABL, we had 18, and we we played in a normal, like, college, uh, a college-like season. But we played teams, like, eight times, which was a lot. Um, but it allowed us to, it, it was a lot, you know. It allowed us to just play the game, which is what we love. Um, and then, like I said, I went in the ABL championship with the Columbus Quest. Then I got my first test taste of the WNBA, my second season, which was a little bit differently because we played in the summertime. So we played about, you know, 28 games in the summertime. Um, still a lot of wear and tear on your body, but we were in NBA cities. We were in NBA arenas. All of those things we were marketed, we were on TV. It was just, it was just a different animal um, when it came to just the notoriety of women's basketball. And I thought, you know, at the time, Val Ackerman, who was the uh, WNBA president, did a great job of really promoting our team, promoting our league with the help of the of the, of the NBA. And and now the WNBA is still standing strong. Yeah, it's standing strong, and and the talent level now is is kind of absurd. Do you think if I take if I take peak Nikki McCray, so let's say uh, maybe your 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 AVL MVP year, nineteen ninety seven, if I put you then at your peak powers in the WNBA now, you think you could still uh, make an impact? Um, I, I think I can. I don't know at what degree because, like you said, I mean the talent level is just. You know, so different. The kids are faster. They're strong. The training is different, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that makes a big difference. How I trained um, was at the peak, but now how they how they train is at the peak. So the training really makes a makes a big difference. I think for me, it's just being able to use my instincts, my smarts. You know, being a veteran, I think that will allow me to have an edge in a competitive. When you're a winner, you just understand how to win. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and that's probably, you know, for me, that's why I would have an edge because I, I don't like to lose and, you know, and I, I love to compete and I love to win. Well, you, you haven't lost a lot over your career, both playing and and, and coaching. Uh, someone that you worked for uh, for a long time at, at South Carolina was Dawn Staley. Can you give me a good Dawn story as a player, please? A good Dawn story as a as player? A yes. Oh. There's, there's so many of them. You know, when I, you know, playing with great point guards is, is really, really key. You know, for me, coming into the 96 Olympic team, I thought Dawn um, and Teresa Edwards, you know, they did a really good job of embracing the young players, you know, like myself, Alicia Milton, Rebecca Lobo. They just took us underneath their wing and just kind of helped us understand how to be a pro. For me, coming from Tennessee, I just was going 100 miles an hour. I just I only knew one way that is to go hard, and I had to learn, you know, how to pick and choose my time so that I just wouldn't wear myself out, you know. But I just it was about the relationship, you know. Um, Dawn and I are that's like my big sister, um, you know. She called me when she went to South Carolina, so that lets you know, you know, the closeness um, that we had. But you know, my stories with her is just always taking time, you know, for me. I, I spent time with her. When I was at on the '96 Olympic team, I would go up to Philly and train with her. You know, I'm not a I'm not a city girl. I'm a country girl, so I would go up and I would get exposed 
to the city and, you know, she just made it very, very comfortable um, for me. And, um, and, and like I said, she's, you know, she's my family. And, uh, and, and uh, those are the stories that I remember about her. Just, just the relationship. She's a relationship person. Yeah. She's a competitor and she just knows how to get you to, how to get you to, to play up to your potential. She does. She, she does. Um, and, and she understands people. She understands people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, story about her, just like maybe someone who didn't understand the hard work, like her jacking someone up? I'd prefer to embarrass Dawn a little bit, if we can, uh, <laughs> if possible. And I know I know that's your girl, but uh, you know, Dawn, uh-huh. Dawn's been on. She's a friend of the friend of the podcast, So, but I feel like we could embarrass okay. her. And if you can embarrass her a little bit, I think you've got enough, um, enough friendship there that you, <laughs> can, you can take that hit. Now, I can't, I can't embarrass her because oh. I have too many oh. in-house stories, so Man. I cannot Man. do that, and I would not. There's some things, I learned from the best now, oh. there's some things that have to be kept in-house, so I know my role. I know my role. <laughs> Man, I, I, you see how I was real nice and kind of went like nonchalant <laughs> trying to lull you to sleep and get you? I respect I respect your loyalty, Nikki. I do. I'm disappointed, but I respect your loyalty. Uh, another time, maybe off air. That'll be our, our After Hours podcast episode. <laughs> um, after you guys win a national championship at South Carolina, you, you, take, over, uh, you take over Old Dominion. And it's a program that has a storied past. They've won national championships. And, and some people might not realize that, but they, they won national championships. Uh, but as of late, you know, just a program that has had some, some moments here and there, but never quite have gotten even, you know, anywhere near that level again. You take over a, a team, you, you really have to kind of rehaul the entire roster. And um, you, you won eight games last year. You've already eclipsed that this year. Um, but after spending so long at South Carolina, one of the best teams in the country, what was it that lured you and brought you in to to take over Old Dominion? Well, it's the people, you know. Um, and I've been around great programs, and what makes great programs great are the people. When I came here, um, I, I knew Dr. Wood Civic from my time at Western Kentucky, and, um, you know, just coming up here and just seeing – what all they had to offer the student athletes, um, their plan to uh, compete at a high level. Um, you know, this is a first class program that does not, I mean, ap- operate at a mid major level. It is a BCS first class program. And um, from an athletics department, our president, um, President Don Broderick and, and Dr. Willis Sealy, um, they do things the right way. You know, we have great faculty um, across the board that help us and help our student athletes and our students just really, really understand what it takes to, to, to be successful. And, um, and I wanted to be a part of a program that cared about the people first and foremost. And, and it was a no-brainer coming here and, and feeling that, um, seeing the facilities, um, the tradition of, of winning, um, and the people that have been associated with this program, you know, like the Wendy Larrys, the Marianne Stanley's, uh, the Ann Donovan, the Nancy Lieberman, Tisha Pinachero, all of these people, um, Medina Dixon. I can just go on and on and on. Uh, people that I've known um, and that I've had the pleasure of uh, being in their lives, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, this summer, and, and forgive me for 
for going down kind of a, a sad route, but I, I know you you spent some time with your mom as she was battling um, uh, battling cancer and, and battling illness and something that you've battled yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder, and I, I'm asking this from a very sincere and curious place because I just don't know. Um, and so I, I hope I don't come across as rude or anything, but I, I know that you get asked about the, that kind of thing a lot, right? You know, your battle with that and, and, your, and your mother's battle mm-hmm. with that. It, is that yeah. something that you, you are good with talking about so much, or does it bother you that it's brought up so much? You know what I mean? Because sometimes storylines stick to people that it's yeah. like, man, can we move on? I, I, where are you with all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime you have a chance to talk about, you know, your journey, um, everybody has something and everybody has gone through something. So the more you talk about it, the better. It, it's healing. It allows other people to get to know you and, and who you are um, as a person. But, you know, I find that a lot of people have been in similar situations. You know, for me, I mean, I know so many uh, moms and daughters that have battled cancer together, you know, and um, it's just part of our society. So I don't have a problem talking about it because I'm really, really blessed to be here. Um, you know, um, it's unfortunate that my mom is not here, but, you know, the time that I had with my mom and, you know, I, I mean, those are the things that I cherish forever. You know, it, you know, we all are going to die at some point. Um, you just don't want it to be early. But, um, you know, it, it's not hard to talk about. It's not hard to talk about because it's a part of our society. I just, I like to talk about it to make people aware that it is real. And everybody is affected by the disease in so, so many ways. It's not just the people that have it, but it's really the people that the support system, they're, they're affected a lot because they have to see um, see the people go through that, their loved ones go through it. And that is, that weighs a toll on you. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, and, but it's part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're, you're, if people don't follow you on Twitter, which you can at Nikki McRae fifteen, your 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 picture is one of my favorites. You got the pink boxing gloves on that really speaks to that fighting spirit. So uh, uh, I certainly didn't think you. That's a conversation you shied away from, but um, your, your strength has been admirable, and I know it's been it has been inspirational. So I, I appreciate you, you answering that question because I was you know I asked that very respectfully of you. Um, with your um, as you've built. Or trying to, to rebuild this program, uh, you, you brought in two new coaches uh, this past off season, um, and it's just interesting looking. You, you've built a very diverse coaching staff with Keith and Schefter and Brittany, very different backgrounds with all of them and different levels of experience. And then you look at all the players you've brought in, uh, kind of from all over the place as well. Um, is that is that intentional to kind of to to be that kind of, you know, well-rounded, or was that kind of a happy accident? Well, I think for, for me, I wanted to make sure I got people that were like-minded like me. Um, and I think that's really key when you're building a program. Um, you want people that are ready to battle and go in the foxhole um, with you. But you have to have people that are like-minded. And that's where I started um, going into the second season. Number one, from a recruiting standpoint, you know, getting people that were winners. Um, you know, they have brought in nine new faces, um, and they won championships. They know what championship feels like, um, state championships, AAU championships, all of that. So that was that was a, a, a nuts, along with, you know, athleticism and talent. Um, 
when it came to my staff, the same thing, like-minded people. And, and you got to have a talented staff. And I uh, wanted to make sure that I surrounded myself um, with, with people that had experience, but that were, you know, that just loved the game and that, you know, that were great people, but also talented. Well, you've, you've been able to do that. And I know um, you, you talked about when you got hired, you're not trying to just be okay. You're trying to be excellent again with this program. And, and you, you have taken step forwards this year. I mean, again, nine and five. I know you dropped the first two uh, Conference USA games of the season so far. But um, has there been a noticeable difference from last year to this year? Oh, definitely. First and foremost, number one, depth. Um, secondly, speed, um, you know, those things are, are very noticeable. It's a lot of youth. You know, youth, is, is they, they, they're fearless. You know, they don't know any better. Um, you know, they just play. They play. And um, I think our non-conference schedule has really prepared us for the conference. Yes, we started off a little bit on the wrong foot. Um, but starting off on the road sometimes can be hard. But, again, non-conference schedule has prepared us for that. Um you know, this is the first time, you know, I told our team we faced a little bit of adversity, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's us just bouncing back from that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it is, uh, you know, this team, they're young, they're fearless, they're competitive, and, and they hate to lose. They they want to be the one to put Ole Miss on the basketball back up the yeah. You know, it's one thing to say it. We have to prepare every day, prepare to do that. Um, and preparing – it's a lot of things, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of those things, um, every single day. And that's just getting young people to understand that. Yeah. When you took the program over, you obviously knew uh, the state of it. You, you knew there was some rebuild. And, and this isn't, you know, to be disrespectful to the, the previous regime or, or any of the players, but you, you know, you knew there was work to be done. Um, yeah. But coming for off of a national championship and then you're in it and then you're, you know, you are going eight and 23 and you are going through the rebuild process. Was it, was it more difficult than you anticipated it being for you personally, kind of being in it? Cause you went from literally the height yeah. of the sport and then you're on the opposite end of the spectrum. Was that difficult for you? It, it might be because, you know, that's how we started at South Carolina. So, True. you know, it was, it was, it was very similar. You just got to get, you got to understand that it's a process. You know, I appreciate what we went through last year, you know, because, you know, we're, we're, we've had some success this year. Um, but you don't get to where you are until you go through something like that. Yeah. I mean, it makes you, it makes you grow um, in all areas. So, um, but we got better towards the end of the season, um, which is what typically happens when, you know, when you're rebuilding a, a team because, now they're really starting to understand the culture and, 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 and it's your way and, and how you, how they, you know, if they're really fitting into it. And I thought towards the end of the season when we made those runs, um, it was it was really fun. It was really fun. And, um, the team was, you know, really on board and everything like that. So we just kind of piggybacked off of last year, you know, just trying to get our young people caught up to speed quickly. Um, but we had we have an advantage because we are young. We have depth. And we have some speed, so that gave us a little bit more advantage. Yeah, with uh, with your team's growth from last year to this year, I'm curious about your growth. Uh, this is your first head coaching job, so <laughs> last year, you know, everything's brand new experience for you. Um, how have you felt that you've grown personally as a coach from year one to year two? Well, I think I've grown 
Well, just, you know, for me, just being able to manage a little bit better, um, recognizing, you know, my personnel and, and just the newness of our whole team and being more patient, um, that, that's been the biggest. Um, and just trying to just continue to have a post on the team, you know. Um, didn't recruit any of the players from last year except one. And now, you know, having a recruit the majority of our players um, on this team I have a relationship with those players yeah. and their parents, yeah. so it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, and that that's been the biggest difference. You know, that's been the biggest difference. And now, just knowing them, being a little bit more patient with them because they are young. Yeah, well, certainly. Um, as you guys grow, you you've you've joined a program or a conference rather that if people aren't paying attention, man, it's brutal. I mean, it is the, the number of excellent teams: Rice, UAB, Middle Tennessee. It just it's uh, it's not as if you have an easy climb either. I mean, you have to climb over a lot of teams as you work your way to the top. Um, and again, maybe people don't. And Western Kentucky. I mean, that's a team that and a program used to be at that has been excellent as well. Um, what is it that is going to make you guys? Uh, one stand out in the recruiting realm, but also what's going to enable you guys to kind of keep climbing? I know you talk about obviously getting your players in, but um, I wonder if you can be specific for me. Well, for us, winning culture, I mean, obviously when we look across the board and we look at, you know, the team you got to go through in this way, just Western Kentucky, they won it the last three years. Um, they dominated this stadium. They're very, very good. You know, um, we played them the other, the other day. I told our team, you know, this is where we want to be. We got to go through this team right now to be champions. And um, when you look at our league across the board, you're just trying to figure out ways in which you can get better from a talent level, um, um, you know, a skill level, all of those things. But um, we're right there. You know, we, we're just young. We're young right now. And, um, you know, it's going to be scary to see how good this team is going to be in, in next year and definitely by their junior years because, you know, we spent time together and we know, know each other. Yeah. Um, teams, teams in this league that are good, they're veteran teams. UOB is a veteran team. You know, Rice is a veteran team. Western is a veteran team. You know, those teams are veteran teams, but they were once like us. Yep. They started out young yep. and they started to build with their young people. And, um, you know, we just got to continue to add talent along with, with what, what we have so we can continue to get better. Yeah. Well, with your, with your players, as they've, they have found more success, as you guys have continued on, have you, have you, seen, uh, have you seen a switch in them, like kind of a belief or, uh, hey, yeah, we're, we're going to be all right. Have you seen that in them? Um, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Uh, yeah, oh, definitely. Every time I don't afford to believe that we're supposed to win. That's something that you can't teach. You know, they're just wired a different way. Um, and I like that, you know, and that that derived from our success in the non-conference. You know, we had a we I think we had the number one uh, non-conference schedule in our conference with expression. That just <laughs> that's unheard of. Yeah. We, we played a lot of those games on the road, so it just lets you know how they're wired. Um, and uh, you know, so I like that. I like those are the intangibles that you can't teach. You know, you can't teach that. I, I like the group that we have because they are feelers, they're not afraid, we're just young. And um, experience is going to be, the more games we have, that's going to be the best teacher. Yeah. What, uh, for people who don't, um, you know, players, recruits, whatever, 
who you know are, are looking around and, and and you know they're considering Old Dominion. What is it about uh, you as a coach? You know, what is it that um, you know? What can they expect? I come play for for mm-hmm. Coach McCray. What, what am I getting? I think the biggest thing they're gonna be able to expect someone that's gonna be completely and utterly honest with them. You know, someone that is fair. You know, if they want to, you know, come come here and, and be great, they're going to have a chance to do that. Um, number one, you know, from a player development standpoint, I think we do a really good job of developing our kids. Uh, we allow them to play off of their natural instincts, which is a good thing. You know, it's not we're not just a set oriented team. We, we play fast paced basketball. You know, everybody wants people to put points on the board, shooting threes, layups, free throws. Things like that. Um, but, you know, they're going to be taken care of. You know, they're going to have a chance to um, have a world-class experience here from a travel, from academics. Um, they're going to be taken care of, and they're going to get a chance to play. You know, play the way that they want to play as long as they're getting in the gym and, and continuing to work on their game. Yeah, well, uh, it's been exciting. When you got the job, I think um, – it's safe to say a lot of people in the women's basketball world were excited for you because they, they do know that your your story and your journey has been one that that's been it's been long but it's been really impressive and I know a lot of people myself included were really happy for you when you got that opportunity at Old Dominion and and I know I'm one of many that is rooting for for your team and your success as you guys move forward coach so I uh, I appreciate you kind of sharing some of your vision and, and your passion with me today and uh, Old Dominion will play tomorrow January 10th at home against Florida Atlantic and then at home on Saturday as well against FIU. But, uh, Coach, I'm grateful for you and your time, and uh, thanks for sharing it with me. Well, thank you so much, Blake. Anytime having me on, I really appreciate um, you taking me in our program and um, just continue to wish you many, many blessings um, in the new year. If you ever need anything, I'm just a phone call away. Man, I'll tell you what, I might I might have been the nicest uh, goodbye from a guest yet. Man, phone call away. Seriously, that was uh, that was really kind of, of Coach McCray, and I'm, I'm really grateful for the time I had with her. Uh, man, just w- what an excellent career she's had, and uh, I really am, you know, as a journalist and, and as someone that tries to be neutral, you, you, you know, you, you can't really, you try not to root for anyone's success or losses too much because, you know, one person winning means another person loses, but um I, I do hope for the success of Nikki and, and the return to national prominence of Old Dominion. Um, again, one of the the OGs of this sport, and, and I hope to, to see him back. Uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. As always, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, if you listen on iTunes and can leave a rating or a review, I'd appreciate it. Unless it's a bad review and rating, then don't leave one, and I'd appreciate that just as much. You can find me on Twitter. At Blake Dudonis, always with your thoughts and comments and banter and whatnot. Always down for that. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is The Jump Around.